Welcome to the Fantasy Hour on Tap, brought to you by ontapsportsnet.com and presented by Manscaped. If you're looking for the best manscaping products on the planet, go over to manscaped.com and browse their awesome selection. The Lawnmower 3.0 brings you 7,000 RPMs of skin safe technology so you don't nick your balls or any other sensitive areas. Want to keep your boys fresh all day? Hey, that's not a problem. Go over and pick up the ball toner and deodorant so you're fresh all day long. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code ONTAP to get 20% off and free shipping on all your manscaping needs. All right, football fans, we are back with another episode of the Fantasy Hour on Tap, Week 11 edition. I'm your host tonight, Premier Amp. You can follow me at Premier Amp on Twitter. You can also follow Mr. Pat Bodeway on Twitter as well, at Pat Bodeway. And I'm going to give you a little nickname here this week, buddy, and that's called the Lucas Perfetti Killer. Hell he yeah. 9-0, dropping to 9-1 after you gave him his first loss how's that took was it, it it was amazing man all it took was the kansas city chiefs being on the fucking bye week and him not having patrick mahomes and starting nick Foles, which was a weird ass decision but i will take that win i will take that win and i am first hey. in our division i feel awesome it's a great week to be in my shoes in fantasy football this week there you there you go that's all that matters as always everybody head over to twitter and follow the main page at on tap sports net you can also follow the fantasy page at fantasy hr on tap and man what a week we've had it on tap we've had everything man with bulls news cubs news socks news bears wonderful news and all things fantasy so head over to the page www.ontapsportsnet.com so let's dive right into it pat we've got as always seems like it's set at 14 games this week again, we got the teams on the bye week as well, my friend. We've got the Bills, Giants, 49ers, and our beloved Bears. I'm going to tell you what, this is a great bye week because uh, a lot of irrelevancy in this one. So mm-hmm. this should not affect people too much. The only team that you could say affects it a little bit would be the Bills with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Beasley, you know, John Brown, those guys. Um, Beasley was a big part in my win over Perfetti, so he'll be nice hey, this week. Beasley's been very, very clutch for the last several weeks. So Hell I, I mean, yeah. He's a very consistent. He reminds me like he's that Julian Edelman type mold where he's just, you know, constant numbers and nobody really used to pay attention to it. So that over-the-shoulder over catch he had last week was just unreal that a guy yeah. his size made that. I was like, dude, good for you. That was awesome. <laughs> So, anyways, I'm going to kick it to you to start off this episode for the first seven games this week. Cardinal Seahawks, Thursday Night Football. Did you see the DeAndre Hopkins catch? That was amazing. Let's get some more of that. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. This game's going to be a showdown. Start, everybody. Um, in, the, in the next game. I mean, you're is, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you, who are, who are you sitting in that game, really? I mean, unless I mean, you got play, really hard decisions. but I mean, heck, you could even play freaking, you know, Fitz in this one, too. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, you're playing you're playing Christian Kirk. I mean, you roll it all out, man. Like you 100%. said, this is a hot game. Roll it, roll it, roll it. Yep, 100%. This is going to be a fantastic game. Cardinals, number one in that division. I, I love them right now. I've been a huge fan of them all year. I have Kyler Murray, so I love watching him play. And who doesn't like watching DeAndre Hopkins? Um Moving forward, the Steelers and the Jaguars, you're playing everybody in Pittsburgh, sitting everybody in Jacksonville. That one's clean and simple. The Lions and the Panthers is a very interesting game. No Christian McCaffrey this week. Going back to uh, uh, Mike Davis for the Panthers. And do you dare start Marvin Jones? No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. I don't, I don't like the Lions in this game. I think the Panthers are going to win this one pretty easily. You're starting Bridgewater. You're starting Robbie Anderson. It's going to be a showdown, but I think it's going to be heavy on that running through Mike Davis. Then you get a really interesting one 
in the Patriots and the Texans, and it's interesting to me because both teams really aren't that overwhelmingly good. I mean, the Texans have been booty, but the Patriots, you know, they're still the Patriots, and they did just beat the Ravens. But what's what's interesting to me is this could easily be a trap game, um, probably the biggest trap game, I think, of the weekend, because you don't know how this one's going to go. You don't know what Bill Belichick's going to do. Um, obviously, you're playing Deshaun Watson, and you're playing Will Fuller, but do you trust Cam Newton in this game? Do you trust him to get it done against a team that he should get it done against? What do you think about that? You know, we've been saying for a while now that it looks like there's a COVID fog. I know he wasn't fantastic last week, but it looks like the only fog that was bothering him could have been the weather because he wasn't that bad last week. So Mm -hmm. uh, he might be coming back to reality in this one. So uh, could he be trending on the up? I I definitely think so. I really do. I I don't know where else you go. A lot of people like the Jacoby Myers plays, but I mean, Mm -hmm. the only thing that's going to make me feel somewhat safe is going to be Newton this week, but I'm not sure how comfortable I'm still skeptical on that. I think it's kind of one of those where if you have somebody else at quarterback, well, you if know, you have like a, if you have a Drew Brees and you're deciding between Winston and, you know, Cam Newton, because a lot of people drop Cam Newton. So is this a time where you're sitting there going, all right, am I rostering one of those two mm-hmm. in case of a situation? Well, then that's where you have to go. I, I don't know where I would go personally. Uh, I would I kind of trend in, in the Winston ways just because of what he has around him. Yeah, but, I was just about to say that. Yep. But I don't know, man. I, I mean, it's keeping Cam is a you know not keeping him, but having a nice watchful eye on him will not hurt as well. Like I said, this could be an interesting you know kind of a trap game. It could be a hell of a lot lower scoring than people think. And you know when you look at that and you compare it to the next game on the slate with the Titans and the Ravens, uh, that to me is game of the week. I mean, you're getting a rematch of an AFC playoff game from last year. Uh, this is going to be. The same recipe as last year. I don't see much difference going on. I mean, John Harbaugh is going to scheme something to try and uh, rid themselves of the machine that is Derrick Henry. And, I I mean, the Bears showed just a few weeks ago that Henry can be slowed. Not really stopped, he can be slowed. Even the the Steelers did, too. Yes, and and I just think it's worth noting that this could be— be potentially high scoring i'm thinking like a 35 to 42 kind of a game i i, really? I don't see yeah i i really think this could be a, a big shootout i i'm surprised that this game couldn't get flexed into sunday night football um i didn't even look at what the sunday night game was honestly i just said that because i'm talking out of my ass but um you're you're starting everybody on baltimore and uh Chiefs with Raiders. the titans what's that Chiefs Raiders. Chiefs Raiders. Oh, that's going to be a beatdown. I'd put the Titans and Ravens and Sunday Night Football instead. Um, but what's really interesting to me is uh, Corey Davis, AJ Brown, Ryan Tannehill. They've been connecting all year. I still really like them. I mean, obviously, if you have Derrick Henry, you're starting him. You don't really need, you know, to question that. But I mean, why wouldn't you start AJ Brown? Why wouldn't you start Corey Davis? You know, if you got too many wide receivers and you have to pick a flex, why isn't it Corey Davis almost every single week? So uh, then you get the Eagles and the Browns. Um, this game is kind of a toss up for me. The Browns, the last time I heard, I think they were three point favorites in this game. I I don't really see how you could bet against that. I mean, Carson Wentz, what's he going to do? I mean, the Browns have a decent defense. They have a good pass rush. Uh Baker Mayfield, I really, really bombed hard on that one last week. I had him in my starts and sits, and I think he put up like 11 fantasy points, maybe less. I'm not sure. Um, He was bad. Um, But the Eagles don't have that good of a defense, and hopefully Landry, you know, is feeling all right. And, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, they're doing all right too. And hopefully that offense gets going, which I think it should against the Eagles. Um if I have Carson Wentz, I'm probably starting him unless I have someone else. I'd probably take a look at the matchup. Um, you know, if I'm looking at, like, Matt Ryan going up against the Saints, I mean, even though I think the the Saints are going to kick their ass, I still think Matt Ryan's going to put up a decent amount of points. And speaking of the Falcons and Saints, uh, that's the, the last game I'm going to touch on real quick. You're starting Kamara. 
if you have if you picked up Winston, I think you're starting him too. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, Sean Payton has not named as of today, Wednesday the 18th. He has not named a head coach, or I'm sorry, a, a quarterback. Um, could they start Taysom Hill? I doubt it. However, I think that the uncertainty that is Jameis Winston opens the door for Taysom Hill. So if you're lucky enough, like I was, to pick him up off the waiver wire and he's listed in ESPN leagues as quarterback and tight end, you could plug him in uh, in your tight end spot and plug somebody else in at your quarterback spot. And boom, you got two quarterbacks and you kind of steal a little bit of points there. So let's kick it over to you, man. Let's talk about that next game. Oh, boy, oh, boy. We got the Bengals versus the Washington football team with Alex Smith at the helm. Uh, You know what? This is – I really don't know what to say about this game. On the Bengals' side of the ball, Burrow's going to throw the ball all over the place, as he always does, but he's going to be a little bit more rushed with this uh, passing – or rushing attack from the uh, Washington defense, man. Their front is, is something scary. They put up a lot of defensive points with the sacks. I do like their defense. I don't know if I would be playing them. I know we don't talk about defense a lot, but I don't know if I'm playing them in this matchup uh, with Burrow throwing the ball. But, you know, Burrow's got plenty of targets. So, you know, you're sticking those, you know, you're sticking your Boyd in there, sticking, you know, Higgins at times. Washington, I still like Antonio Gibson in this game. Um, I, I agree. I think, yep. I think in, in a PPR format, he does exceptionally well for them. Uh, you just got to see where Alex Smith continues to build rapport with the other players around him uh, in Thomas and McLaurin and stuff like that. Uh, next game on the slate, we get the beatdown of the week in the Chargers versus the Jets. Plug the newly faced. Uh, I don't know why, bro. I, I have to be honest. Diverting from fantasy in general. Why did Justin Herbert cut his hair oh i saw that i don't know yeah yeah so you could head over to twitter actually uh this is the best part about it all you could head over to twitter uh to our fantasy page fantasy hr on tap as well but um our good buddy Schwartzy here at on tap uh made a nice little uh meme and it's of beavis and butthead and yeah it's all you need to know so you could check out Schwartzy as well at uh dr s C-H-W-A underscore 96. He's not born in 96, that lion old man. Um, <laughs> maybe 1896. But no, it, it's funny because he really does. He, he fits right into that picture. I don't know why. <laughs> I hope it doesn't mess with the flow of how he's been playing, you know. I know. I hope it's not like when Metallica cut their hairs and then they got shitty. Yeah, so, no, in this game, dude, you're, you're plugging in everybody you can from the Chargers. I'm scared of the rushing attack, so I'm not going to dive into that. We have a couple questions regarding that in, later on in the episode. Yep. Uh, the Jets are sticking with Joe Flacco for the foreseeable future, it looks like. They're impressed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Tank for, tank for Trevor Lawrence. Whatever. Yep. So, yeah, play everybody on offense for the Chargers. Keenan Allen, Michael, uh, Mike Williams, all the above. Uh, Dolphins, Broncos, woof, 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 woof. Um, Dolphins. How about them uh, Dolphins? How about them six and three Dolphins? Uh, Tua's three and zero as a starter. Plug Tua in in this game. I'm a little skeptical though because this game will be in Denver, so you do have to watch out for Tua playing in an element that he is not. I, I would say never played in somewhere like that. So. I would expect a little bit of a downgrade in this game. I don't expect a lot out of him, but more maybe based on the rushing in this game. So, you know, plug and play, you know, whatever running back they decide to start this week. It won't be Jordan Howard as long, you know, he's sitting somewhere in uh, free agency. It's a med. Yeah, it's a, it's a med yeah. this week they're thinking. All right, cool, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, Broncos are a dumpster fire now. Um, I don't know, Pat. I don't know what to say about their offense. Where is it really anywhere you feel safe going in this game? I mean, maybe Tim Patrick, but that's just as a flex. I mean, I flexed him last week. He did okay. Yeah, well, there's not there's not much trust. <laughs> that's in a 14 team league where you know yes. you need to look at least getting you know five to eight out of your second flex player. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so we're gonna go to the next game here on the slate, and we're gonna go for Bloodbath 2.0. We're gonna go for the Vikings versus the Cowboys. If you have Dalvin Cook, 
get ready for the you know uh the return to two touchdowns seven million yards and everything else cowboys will not stop them i i would have to look i don't know who's starting in the cowboys yet um i think dalton's still or not Dalton. yeah uh dalton's still out right they haven't confirmed anything on him have Last they? i heard he was still out i mean he maybe he returned to practice i honestly don't know i didn't look that yeah. one up um but they're going to try and pass the ball all over the field. So, I mean, if you've got Cooper, yeah, C.D. Lamb, yeah, um, that's about all I feel comfortable with. Because they're going mean, to have you're, to. You're probably going to start Zeke, too, but that's kind of just a given if you drafted yeah. him. Yeah, you're going to start Zeke. You're going to start, you know, Amari Cooper. You're going to. I would still say C.D. Lamb's safe. Um, but, yeah, they're going to have to pass the ball over, all over the field because – with the little time they're going to have with the Vikings controlling this game, I'll even I'll even throw this out there. If if Alexander Madison is on the waiver wire, flex him. Yeah. Because he's probably going to get anywhere between 60 to 80 yards and maybe a touchdown. Because I'm sure they're they're going to rush for probably 200 total yards in this game. Yeah. It's going to be just sickening. They're going to do it all over again. All right, next game on the slate, we've got the Green Bay Packers heading to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Um, yeah, Packers, here's your answer. Uh, you're playing Aaron Rodgers. You're playing Devontae Adams. You're playing Aaron Jones. I would actually be interested to playing Alan Lazard if he does return this week. It does seem mm-hmm. like he could be back in this one. Um, the Colts' defense is for real, though. We've said it before. So, I mean, I don't expect as big of numbers as they've put up in the past, but they're going to still put up their numbers. On the Colts' side of the ball, they win games, and I honestly don't even know how. Because, I mean, Phillip Rivers doesn't do much. Mm-hmm. They don't have much in the receiver core. Um, who is it? I'm drawing a blank on his name all of a sudden. Hilton? No, Hilton's been garbage yeah. all year. Um, it's Paris Campbell, I think, right? The other receiver that's been really Zach good. Zach Pascal. Up is Zach Pascal. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So those guys have been good. Hilton's been garbo. So, and they've got about four tight ends that they throw to. So I don't trust them from week to week. But it's they kind of hard get... to trust their running backs too. It's running back yeah. by committee in Indianapolis. And there's and there's three of them. So you don't know yeah. who it's going to be from week to week. But I mean, I feel like Naheem Hines is like the safe play because he's going to get the receiving work too. So you have that, plug those in. I don't like much to their offense, though, in this one. Do not, I would, if you can avoid playing their defense, I would definitely try and avoid playing them this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, following that, we have the Sunday night game in the Chiefs versus the Raiders. You already said this one's going to be nasty. I totally disagree with you. I think this is going to be a very, very close game. It will be high scoring, though. But I think it's going to be a lot closer because the Raiders have been pretty good this year, depending. Now, this is all depending, Pat, on what we hear um, come later in the week here. There was some news that dropped today that a huge majority of the Raiders defense has gone out on the COVID list mm-hmm. um, and may or may not miss a game. Now, here's the thing. If if they all miss the game, yeah, it's, it's Chiefs in a absolute bloodbath. I would not be surprised if we do end up hearing something about a flex, though. Um, this game could end up being flexed out of it to an earlier slot um, due to all that, I wonder, maybe. Or maybe they flip the – I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's possible that you'd think the league would want to make sure they get their Sunday night spot. In a, in a good game. So, I mean, you could end up seeing, like, Packers-Colts flip to it just because – Which isn't a bad thing. I think Packers-Colts no, is a pretty good I game. Just, yeah. I just think that's your safest bet if you're looking at it. So, um, I don't think they want to move them too early because I want to give those players that are on the COVID list a chance to actually suit up. Right. Because uh, that's the scary thing. You don't want this to be an ax- absolute bloodbath and nobody's watching it because the Chiefs are up 45 to, you know, 3 or something like that. Yeah. But – I, I still think if everything pans out, this should be. I think this will be a very good game. I cannot wait to see, um, you know, Josh Jacobs get some good work. Darren Waller is going to continue his good season. And the Chiefs will do exactly what they, you know, normally do, and that's start everybody and, you know, just hope they can, you know, do double the work they normally do. Um, 
Yeah, I like that game. The Monday night game, though, Pat, uh, I'm not a huge fan of. I think I might take a nap during this one. It is Rams versus Buccaneers, and uh, I hate the Rams offense. Um, They pissed me off last week. It should have been a lot better of a week. But I don't know. They've got plenty of work. So, obviously, you're going to continue to play their guys, you know, in uh, Cooper Cup. You know, um, I'm not playing golf in this one, though. Um, on the Buccaneer side of the ball, you're going to play, you know, uh, Evans if he's around. Godwin did really good last week. And everybody's favorite guy in uh, Antonio Brown. Um, I don't think he's done much yet, Pat. So I wouldn't expect much yet. Do you know you, what the Buccaneers offense reminds me of right now? What? When you play Madden with your nephew and he just goes for the safe play every single time, you know, yeah. because right now. There's so many weapons in Tampa Bay that Tom is just going, okay, which guy is on during this game? Oh, it's Mike Evans? Okay, I'm going to feed him, feed him, feed him. Oh, it's Godwin in this game? I'm just going to throw him the ball, throw him the ball. That's what it feels like. It just feels like it's like they they find one thing that works out of their plethora Swiss Army knife type weapons in this Buccaneers offense, and they just do that. It's very volatile. And it's kind of like what makes me laugh, too, is you look back to last Sunday when everybody literally within the first few minutes of the game, they were really all mad at Ronald Jones. And they were Mm -hmm. like, oh, you just cost me, blah, blah, blah. You're going to sit the rest of the game. And then he comes out at the end of the game, gets a 95-yard rushing touchdown. And everybody's like, why didn't I play him? And I'm like, Jesus, man. Like, you know, I always say fantasy is sometimes it's the best of the luck that you draw, you know? Oh, sure. So it, it happens that way, but this is still a huge game, um, you know, for the Buccaneers being in second place technically in their division right now behind the Saints. Um, so they, this is a win. This is a must-win game for them. So they're going to do whatever they need to do, whether that's Ronald Jones, whether that's uh, Leonard Fournette, whether that's any of the receivers or tight ends. So I mean, I know I saw them going to Brait last week, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was, or you know, whatever, or whoever is the second tight end. I don't even know. They got so many damn people yeah, in that great, team. Yeah. You know, it's like you thought it was going to be Gronk, but they go to another guy and it's like, come on, like, you know, you're going to plug these guys in. But like I said, um, you know, I do, like I said, I do like a majority of their players. Uh, What do you think? My only question remaining here is what do you think of the running uh, game for the Rams in this one? It's hard to trust it right now. I mean, Buccaneers have a really good defense and you're probably going to play. Daryl Henderson comfortably, but if you've got someone on the bench that's making you think twice about it, like, I don't know, Jordan Wilkins in a running back by committee, do you dare risk the split reps of Indianapolis for the guaranteed reps against a solid defense like Tampa Bay? The hard question. It, it is because, like, I just was looking it over, too, and it's like Cam Akers had 10 rushing attempts, Brown had six, and Daryl Henderson had seven. I believe so, like, Brown scored a touchdown, too, didn't he? Uh, I think he did. He scored two. He scored two. Okay, damn. Henderson. You see, and that's, it's, so, it's so hard to pick with that damn Rams team, just well, like, like their wide receivers. No, it is because like okay, so you look at Cam Akers, ten rushes, thirty-eight yards, so nothing, nothing to write home about. Uh, Brown, six for thirty-three with two touchdowns, and Henderson had seven for twenty-eight and one touchdown. Like what? Like so you're banking on touchdowns on at that point because yeah. neither one really had that. None of them, all three of them had garbage rushing games. So you're splitting nearly twenty carry, well over twenty carries, you're splitting twenty-three carries on three people so that that just does not sound like a good time boom or bust right there yeah i would almost like i said i i like robert woods no matter where you look at it because he's getting the targets and he gets at least one to two rushing attempts every game as well so i mean that's a guy that i feel the safest about if i'm picking a receiver from them but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't like anything. That's why I said, like, it's nothing against them. They find a way to win uh, in L.A., but I do not like anything from them. 
But for me, it's just too hard right now to trust Jared Goff. He's too inconsistent, and the Buccaneers' defense averages over three sacks a game. There's going to be constant pressure in Goff's face, and I just don't think that he's – I don't think he's capable of making the right decision every time that he's faced with that kind of pressure. It's yeah. hard for me to trust anybody in the Rams' offense other than their running backs, and I know that it's kind of contradictory, but, you know, it – like. I had a couple seasons ago, I had Brandon Cooks, you know, and I thought this is guaranteed points every week because it's it's the Rams high flying offense. It's going to be great. And then the games I start Cooks, it's Robert Woods or it's Cooper Cup. You know, you pick off yeah. Woods off the off the waiver wire and you start him and, and, and Brandon Cooks has 100 yards and a touchdown. You know, yeah. it's one week it's this guy, one week it's that guy. It's it's very similar to how the Buccaneers are with that, you know, Swiss Army Knights type offense where you have so many weapons so it's so hard to trust them and it really I think it comes down to the quarterback play in this game I think if you can't trust Jared Goff with that pressure from the Tampa Bay defense it's gonna be real hard to trust any of those wide receivers too yeah and I mean looking back on it I didn't even realize that uh Ronald Jones still had 23 uh Russia or 23 rush attempts even after his fumble so that oh, makes wow. me feel good feels pretty good about him um but moving forward here pat after all those games i mean there's some good games on the slate and some bad ones um i was a little disappointed last week in week 10 with you know a lot of these games where you sat there and you're like all right these should be high scoring and then just do weird week man it just went all downhill you know bad weeks around yeah it was a lot it was a bad i mean it was set up for a good week and then it was just an absolute total dud um oh man Oh, we're going to have to talk about this after we go off air. We got an interesting week next week. I forgot that uh, it's Thanksgiving next week, my friend. Um, oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. So we got those three Thursday games. So we're going to we're going to have to talk about that off air, my friend. Okay. Um, so anyways, moving forward, we every week over at Fantasy HR on tap over on Twitter, my friend, we pose the questions. So this week uh, we got a couple questions out there. So let's start right away. We've got uh, Sports Time HQ asked, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers for this week? Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? you got to go Aaron Rodgers on this one, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Aaron Rodgers has been lights out. I had a very good feeling earlier in this year that he'd have one of those good, you know, years in fantasy. Uh, you know, a lot of people were down on him, and, you know, that's that. Uh, we've got Ahmed or Balage. That is a hard one. Um, <sighs> it's funny. Both of them are in my starts for the starts and sits this week. <laughs> um, it's, it, dude, Ahmed, I mean, he came out of nowhere. The Dolphins dropped Jordan Howard. He's their clear number one featured back, and he looked great doing it. Balage, I mean, I, he, he looked phenomenal, you know, He's getting a lot of reps. He's getting a lot of yardage, too. That one's real tough. I think you have to go with <sighs> Balaz just because they're playing the Jets. Yeah. I mean, it's the I Jets. Guess, <laughs> I, guess that I just feel, I don't know. Um, I feel like I'm going to go Ahmed in this one just due to the fact that I think the uh, Dolphins are going to just try to see what they have in him. That's um, fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I do understand they're they're on a winning path, so they are in a spot where like they're not going to just force uh, something if it's not working. But it's you brought up a good point earlier too about how the Dolphins are playing in Denver in the altitude, so it could be more of a run-heavy game than a pass game for their offense anyway. So yeah. you do bring up a good point. Yeah. No. And then uh, the next one, I like this debate, but I think I know. And this is actually a name we forgot to actually mention. Um, in one of them, but we got Jacoby Myers or Michael Pittman Jr. And that's a name that we forgot to mention for the Colts was Michael Pittman Jr. He's had a couple of good games. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, I'll answer this first. And I, I like Pittman Jr. just because of the fact that I think if the other options start to come back for the Patriots in uh, Adelman and Nikhil Harry, I think that drops down Myers a little bit more, even though obviously Myers would still be the third option. Pittman Jr. is kind of that second, third option as well. Yeah. Um, 
But I just think that the Colts would be a little more pass heavy, I think. And I don't trust I'm talking quarterback wise and I hate both. I'm going to be real honest with you. <laughs> uh-huh. I've, I've hated Philip Rivers for years when it comes to fantasy because he always screws me. And then Cam doesn't pass a lot. So that's a tough call. I, I, I lean on the way of Pittman Jr., though. If I, kinda, we're I, I agree with you. In the long think, run. Yeah. This, isn't, this one's more of a season, rest of season one, I think, kind of. I would agree, yeah. All right. And then the last one he has, and I think this is more of a season-long one as well, because maybe uh, – because obviously well, the one name is uh, somebody not playing this week, but it is Mark Andrews or Jimmy Graham. And I'm going to make this one short and sweet. We're going Mark Andrews. I don't trust anything in Chicago. Uh, no more. Um, I would rather watch paint dry on a brick wall uh, the rest of the season than have to worry about anything in Chicago. I don't even know who the quarterback's going to be in a week and a half. It's going it to be, be Sean Kaiser. <laughs> it's going to be Kaiser. It's going to be Mitch Trubisky. It's going to be, you know, uh, Slaughter. It's going to be, I, it's I don't know. It's going to be I, me. <laughs> it, yeah, it's going to be the hot dog vendor that served hot dogs, you know, the week before. I don't know. Um, obviously, that's a good thing for the tight end, but I, I don't know. It's I can't trust anything. He had a big, fat, whopping zero this week. Um, I felt bad because I told somebody you're going to get the one point out of Jimmy Graham, no problem, and he got zero. Oof. Couldn't even have King ten yards. Damn. You know? To me, he's he's droppable. Don't even why yeah. waste a roster spot on him. Yeah, I I dropped him in a league because I just can't even sit there and have him on my roster. And actually, off of his question, there's another question: uh, DJ Chark or Hollywood Brown? That's an interesting one. Um. I would probably have to go with Hollywood in that one. Hollywood, huh? Yeah. Interesting. I think I think so because I think that that Titans and uh, Ravens game is going to be a shootout. So I, I I mean what did I say earlier like 35 to 33 or something, something like that or 35 42 or something. I think it's going to be high scoring. So yeah, Hollywood all day. Hmm. You disagree, yeah. sir? Um. I mean. In a way, I disagree just due to the fact that I think that um, Lutton has really been fond of Chark, and the difference is that the Jaguars are going to most likely be playing from down most of the time anyways. True. Um, And I just don't like – I'm not huge on Hollywood because he's only had really one big game this year, uh, or two, where he's had um, five and six receptions. Um, He's only broke 100 yards once. And other than that, he's been up and down, two touchdowns on the season. He's just, I don't know, it's a model of inconsistency with a running back throwing him the ball. I mean, sorry, quarterback throwing him the ball. <laughs> I'll give you that. It's definitely been a down year for him after the expectations were set so extremely high. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that I saw that coming. Now, if this is a this week question, yeah, I, I might lean in the way of Hollywood because I do not like the matchup. Was that an all-season question? I mean. I don't know. It doesn't specify. Um, but I will say that I believe if you're asking for this week, I'm going Hollywood Brown. If you're asking me the rain, remainder of the year, DJ Chark. I would agree to that, yeah. Because the Jags have the the uh, Steelers this week, and I don't care if this is a trap game or not a trap game. You're telling me DJ Chark's going to be shadowed by you know everything, and that defense is scary, whether it's Hayden, whether it's Minka Fitzpatrick, whether it's the hot dog vendor. Um, I, if TJ Watt even lets, what's his name, Lutton Lutton throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, like I said, Lutton's played the last two games in DJ Chark. Uh, I know he had a good game uh, in, in Houston with seven, catch, uh, seven catches, 146, and still four catches for 56 last year, So or last week. That's decent. He's been way more consistent than um, Hollywood, but... I digress from that. We'll move on to the next question here. We've got uh, only two running backs of spots available. And I'm going to kick this to you because you said yourself, sir, you will answer this one between Ahmed, mm-hmm. McKissick, and Pope. Um, to me, I, I don't want to say it's easy because, you know, when it comes to these kind of decisions, you always got to think about it. But Ahmed for sure. Um and I think McKissick as well, and mainly because they're playing Cincinnati. Um, 
I know he's going to be behind, uh, what's his name, um, Antonio Gibson. But, I mean, they're playing Cincinnati. You know, it's 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 not going to be a huge beatdown, I don't think. But I could easily see Washington getting a lead and just running a two-running back system, you know, kind of like a committee and – just running it and running it, and they don't need to score a ton of points in this game. I think that's the thing here is they they have a good defense that is capable of stopping Joe Burrow, and I think that if they get that lead, it's just going to be run the ball, gain yards, kill time, and kick a field goal and do it over and over again until the game's over. So that's my that's my two cents on that one. You're not afraid of uh, Gibson? You think it's going to still be split enough? I. I mean, of course I am. That's something to think <laughs> about. Um, but I think that it's worth. I think it's worth the play um, when you're talking about having those two spots. I think that you're going to yeah. get enough value out of Ahmed uh, going against the Broncos, who he looked real good last week, and he's their clear number one. I think you get enough starting RB one value out of him to get. Away with playing McKissick this week. Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's fair. Um, and I will just shoot one more fantastic question. I love this question actually. Um, so we have a question here by uh, I love this Twitter name. It's Trickle Down uh, Thugonomics. So that's <laughs> a pretty sweet name. Love. So his question here is: Would you rather Miles Sanders and Keenan Allen or Derrick Henry and uh, Will Fuller, rest of season, half PPR, redraft, team is playoff bound and looking to lock up a first round bye. I know my answer. What do you think? I know what your answer is, but, and I, I know uh, we had somebody else actually answer that too. It was actually the same one that asked the chart Hollywood question, which would be at mole i mean i'm gonna just say m-o-l-c-a-j-e-t-e-s 18 thank you for the question um and even answering this one he said it as well it's a no-brainer henry fuller all day 100 but i'm gonna play devil's advocate here okay i don't hate the other selection and here's my reason why okay keenan allen is a more consistent wide receiver than wolf fuller is Okay. Will Fuller can have some very big games and he can have some real stinkers where he goes off for, you know, three points. Now the question then becomes Miles Sanders and Derrick Henry. Okay. Where Miles Sanders holds the value in this discussion is the half PPR. Um, If this Eagles team, which they will continue to battle for number one seed, and probably win the division at, you know, a whopping six wins um, or five, maybe, if that's the case. I don't know. Um, God, I sad. think that I know it's very sad. It makes me <laughs> sick. Uh, I still think Miles Sanders holds a very high value. And the way I break these down is I always try to look at where will these players end at the end of the year. Keenan Allen's going to end up being in the top five to top eight wide receivers in all of fantasy football. Derrick Henry is obviously a top three to five running back. Um, and then Will Fuller is going to end up being, what did you say, a top 15 maybe? Top 20 wide yeah, receiver? Yeah, probably top 20. Now, the only problem is Miles Sanders is going to be probably a lot lower because he missed a good portion of the year. Right. But I think for the rest of the year, he holds a very good value. So I, I, I would... I think this is pretty fair if you're looking at this trade and I don't hate either one. Um, I actually almost think that the Sanders Keenan Allen side might end up being better at the end of the day. I really do. Um, I I mean, it's hard to pass Derrick Henry, but I just, I don't know, maybe Houston. My reason too, is I think Houston starts to, you know, go a different route if they, I mean, continue to bomb this year, but I don't know, man. I'm going to go the other side. I'm going Sanders and uh, and Keenan Allen in this one. I think, I mean, I, my initial thought was the uh, was Henry and Fuller. 
Or, and I think also, I think Tennessee has more to play for. They're still battling for that division win, where I think with the Eagles, it's kind of a toss-up. They're I mean, still battling, though. They could win I, the I mean, I know, with- but it, it's it's not as it's not as hard of a struggle or as big of a fight against the Cowboys. Um, Dude, or, or, any of these teams could win that division. I any know, but that. Think about it like this. You're going though. to go to your safe, but here's my point. You're going to go to your safety blanket, and your safety blanket right now is going to be Miles Sanders for Carson Wentz. That's they got everybody back pretty much on offense except for Zach Hertz, who's been god awful this year. Even when he comes, uh, when he comes back, so when he needs a safety blanket, he's going to go to Miles Sanders. I get that, I do, but it, it when it comes down to it, what's the bread and butter of the Titans? It's running through Derrick Henry. If they can lock up that division, and they just got beat down by the Colts, what two Thursdays ago or last Thursday? I can't remember when that was. But they're already down in the division right now, so they need to stick to what they do to get that division win. I mean, think about that. If they can get the division, get a home game in the playoffs, it could be a drastically different outcome than, you know, going on the road. I mean, yeah, but, but I'm just saying, man, you look at this. The Eagles are 3 5 and 1. The other three teams in their division are 3 and 7, 2 and 7, 2 and 7. That division is this right now wide the fuck open completely wide open they can yeah, either screw yeah. themselves out of this or they'll be playing you know uh you know in a couple weeks to to be playing for the division i mean they're scheduled the rest of the year here's my reason i say this they've got cleveland they've got the seahawks then they've got green bay which i love for miles sanders obviously then they got the saints arizona dallas washington their last two games of the year are divisional games those are where they either win or lose. They have got to win those games at the end of the year to still be in consideration. Now, if you look on the or side of the they lose to the Seahawks and the Packers, and by that point, they're already out of it. They're not out de- Pat. They're it could not going to be out of it. It could they're be. Not gonna be. It could they're, be. What are you going to tell me that the fucking Giants are going to win a bunch of games? Come on. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, like no matter who comes out of that division on top, they're going to get bounced in the first round of the playoffs anyway okay so you look at the you look at the afc south the tight the uh titans and the colts are both six and three right now yeah. they're both in a very good spot so i think that both are good situations i mean i'm gonna run down the rest of look the, at the look at the rest of the titan schedule pull okay. that up baltimore not good colts not good uh well i'm saying not good for derrick henry in, mm-hmm. in his regard okay then you have the browns fine then you have Jacksonville, that's fine. And then you have Detroit, Green Bay, yeah, that's fair. And then Houston. But they could have the division wrapped up too. Just saying. That's a good point. No, I, I it that is a good point. I can't really knock you for saying that. Because in it's in a fun way, debate though, really, because it But that's what I'm saying. Either I think of those could go but, either way. That's the fun thing about it. But telling me what rec- now if you're telling me what receiver you'd rather have, I'm going Keenan Allen. A hundred percent of the way. I I agree with that one. A hundred percent. Because as much as I love that Will Fuller has been a a top dog this year, and it's like we said at the beginning of the year, in order for him to be marqueed as a top 15 wide receiver in the league, he has to play the whole year. And so far he has. But you can't tell me that a guy in Keenan Allen who's getting godforsaken 10 to 12 targets a freaking game. Oh, yeah. It's absurd how good he's been. It is. And I think that it's it also says a lot about uh, the the Texans offense as a whole is that you lose a guy like DeAndre Hopkins and how is Will Fuller not exploding? You know, he sh- it, theoretically, he should have. Right. I mean, all those targets Nuke was getting should have gone his way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that but that's what I'm saying. It's like you look at that and you're like, OK, you know, he should. Um, I'd actually have to look at his um, his numbers per se. Um let me try and pull this up real quick if this ad gets out of my way off my phone. Um, so we're looking at Will Fuller, who, all right, I, he's he's had good and bad. He's gone from eight receptions to four to six to four to six to three, five and five. But I'm going to give you a great stat right now, Pat. How many games has he played? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. How many games has he not had a touchdown in? 
Two. Will Two Fuller? games. Yes. He's had a touchdown in every single game except for week one and this last week. And week two. Three games. No. Oh, was that one he missed? Oh, he missed yeah. Okay, yeah. He missed that one. Okay, yep. so my bad. Three games. That's because he missed it. But he's had a touchdown in almost every game. Yeah. He's, in eight in eight games played, he has six touchdowns. Yeah, That's and when you, when, you, when you run it down... It's 19.20, 15 15.4, 15.8, 15.8, 24.3, 12.5, bye week, 21, and 8.8. His low of the season came last week against Cleveland with 8.8. Yeah. But then now That's the reason I – now that I say that, I'm going to pull up Keenan Allen, and I'm going to tell you how this works, all right? So Keenan Allen, four receptions, seven, 13, eight, two, 10, nine, nine, three. And he's had a touchdown in one, two, three, four, five games. Uh, and he's only had four games without one. I mean, I'm going to take what he gets in most of these games, which he had one game, one game. And this is why I say this, though, Pat. And the only reason I say I still pick him over is because in on October 12th, when they played the Saints, he had two targets for two catches. But in all these other games, he's had eight. 10, 19, 11, 13, 12, 11, 7. That's absurd. It is. The amount of targets this guy gets. Like, that that equals the same value of the boomer bust potential of Will Fuller getting a touchdown. I would feel more comfortable knowing that Keenan Allen's getting 10 catches than going, all right, Will Fuller's going to get a touchdown in this one. That's That's my opinion. But... That's a good point. Honestly, it's hard to argue it. That's a good point. And you got to look at the rest of their schedule. I mean, they're playing the Jets, which is a, a, a beatdown. Then they got the Buffalo Bills, though. The Bills have a good defense. New England, Atlanta, Vegas, Denver, Kansas City. Well, and then, but like I said, week 17, we kind of got to scratch that because it's pretty much over in fantasy at that point. But Right. But I do like playing Week 17. I do. I do, too. Yeah. That was a good debate, though. I mean, I honestly, I think it could go either way. I mean, it. are you, are you, I guess, really, when it boils down to it, are you losing by going with either of those? Not really. I mean, they're both kind of, I don't want to mm. say even because they're not really that even, but you're getting value from both ends of the spectrum in that. Yeah, it's just what do you value is the better option come playoff time. Mm-hmm. And what's the rest of your roster look like? Yeah, but I mean, it, my opi- my opinion is I don't I'm not going off the rest of the roster. I'm just saying like if you seriously tell me that like what do you really value um, come playoff time, and if you think you're playoff bound. And you got to then look at, okay, well, how's your playoff setup? If it's a one-week playoff, so you're looking at week 16 probably, right? 15, 16. What, what, who do you think has the better matchups then? That's the way I look at it. Who has the better matchups in those weeks? That's that's where you go with it, honestly. Um, and that's just my opinion. I don't know. I would actually have to look to see what um, those matchups are. So what do we got? I'll, I'll pull it up real quick. It would be week 16 for the championship, right, most likely? Yeah, unless you're like us and you do two weeks. So yeah, ours so is 16, 17. Hypothetically, week 16, uh, Keenan Allen has Denver, and that's at home. So that's a plus side for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who was that paired with? Well, then I'll go over to Derrick Henry, who in week 17 – has the Green Bay defense. That's, that's favorable. Over, that's 250 yards right there. <laughs> in uh, the first half. In the first half. <laughs> and then it's it the rest of the game. Uh, the Texans have... Uh, I believe it was the Colts in Week 17. Yeah. Is it? My phone won't being load. Come on. What do I pay cell phone service for, Pat? Um, I'm pretty sure it was the Colts, the Colts and Texans in week 17. So anyways, yeah. So we've got, um, and then, yeah, you said, uh, was the other one, Miles Sanders? 
Miles Sanders, yes, sir. And that one is going to be the Cowboys. No, I'm sorry. It's uh, the Texans and the Titans, week 17. No, I was looking 16. Sorry. Texans, Bengals. That's favorable, too. They're all good matchups. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) We just made this so much harder. (laughs) Ah, Well, I'm going to end it then, Pat, and I'm going to stick to my gun, and I'm going to say the better duo in Week 16 championship time is going to be Miles Sanders, Keenan Allen, all day, every day, twice on Sundays. Um, yeah, that's the route I'm going to go. You're going to go Derek Henry. Yeah, I'm going to stay on brand here. I'm going to stay with uh, with Fuller and Henry in this one. That is fair enough, my friend. Uh, all I've got left to say, my friend, is there anything else you have that you would like to put out there? Is there a, a shout-out to maybe a guy named Lucas Perfetti that you decided to give his first out yeah, to this week? Yeah, yeah, Perfetti, man. What happened? Uh, what happened, man? That's a, that's a shame. Oh. Oh man, I think, I think he was a little upset too. The Bears lost, so yeah, um, yeah. And he, well, and you decided to start Nick Foles, and I don't know why. I, I mean, gosh, I'll take the win com- though. I'll take the yeah. win though. And first place feels nice. So there you go, my friend. I I barely lost, so I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> <sighs> Rough year, man. I'll admit it. Rough year, but you know what? As always, guys. You know, just keep checking everything. Couple, you know tidbits on covid this week so just keep tabs if you have any players on those teams uh you know just keep watching that but uh any final words my friend that is all good luck guys enjoy this week that is all this week and as always everybody head over to twitter and follow the main page at on tap sports follow the fantasy page at fantasy hr on tap follow mr pat bodeway at pat bodeway you can also follow myself at premier amp Follow our other co-host at FFRook underscore for uh, Mr. Cole, who always puts out great content with the waiver wires. Pat starts and sits. will be dropping in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking to get this DFS out a little bit earlier for everyone to get ready for the week. And uh, as always, everybody, be safe, be smart, be good, and enjoy some football this week. <laughs>